You are listening to your new puppies podcast, starting you and your dog off on the right paw. Here's your host, Debbie Salento. Hello, and welcome to episode four of Your New Puppies podcast. I'm Debbie, and today we're going to talk about your recall command. So when I say recall command, I mean come, or some people use front. I've also seen people use here. Anything that you use to call your dog to you, to you, you say, and your dog has to come to you. So I'm not going to be talking about teaching your dog the actual command. Today, what I'm going to talk about is creating a really strong foundation with your dog, building really great habits. So when it comes time to teaching him the command, it's going to be a heck of a lot easier. So if you have a brand new puppy and you're starting from day one, that's fantastic. You're going to start these habits and you're going to build these good habits right away. If you've had a dog for a while and maybe aren't doing some of these things, that's okay because we're just going to start today. The basis of what we're going to talk about involves the fact that your dog is always paying attention to you. We are always training our dog whether we realize it or not. Any of you who have noticed that your dog knows you're leaving the house even an hour before you do knows what I'm talking about. Sometimes I'm a little disappointed at how predictable I am. My dog sometimes knows what I'm about to do before I do because they are always paying attention to us. They're always paying attention to our body language and our actions, what we're saying, always. So we're going to use that to our advantage. So there's going to be three specific things we're going to talk about today. In addition, I do have a bonus for you that teaches you how to play a game with your dog that not only exercises your dog, creates some family bonding, but and also helps teach him the foundation of come or recall command. Okay, so let's get started. The first thing we're going to talk about is to never call your dog to you for any type of punishment. I know what you're thinking. Well, we're all positive training. We don't we don't punish our dog, but what I'm talking about is anything that your dog sees as negative. So he's running around, he's playing outside, you call him to you and you bring him inside. Your dog's point of view, he was playing and having fun and now he came to you and now he has to go inside. Or he has something he shouldn't and he's playing with something, maybe he shouldn't have it, you call him to you and then you take it away from him. Well, you just took this fun toy away from him and all he did was come to you with it. Or it's bath time. You call him to you, you pick him up and you put him in the bath. You see where I'm getting? So anything that your dog is going to see as not necessarily fun, we're not going to call him to us. We're going to go to him because we want your dog to know every single time he comes to you, it's a good thing. It's the best thing in the world every single time. Because one day, it's going to be a choice between you and that squirrel across the street. And you want to give yourself a fighting chance. 
What we're trying to create is as many positive repetitions as possible, even if we're not formally using the command that when you do, when you do use the command, or maybe you're just calling your dog to you because he's off leash, he's running across the street, you're trying to call him away from something, that there is not a doubt in his mind. There's not like, hmm, if I go to her, is what's over here better? No, it's not even a thought. He's like, oh, all right, I'll come to you because something good always happens. And this takes some practice, especially if you're, you know, already doing it. You got to really be aware of your own actions. Sometimes we have to change our own habits, which we all know that changing our own habits isn't easy. You know, so just start thinking about when you call him, like, why am I calling? Try to look at it from his point of view and decide, okay, can I call him to me or should I go to him? Now, if you absolutely need to call him to you and say to bring him inside or something like that, something that the dog's not really going to like, then I would be prepared with a treat or a tug toy, something where you call him to you, he gets a treat, maybe he sits, maybe he gets to play with you for a minute, and then you do whatever you need to do, bring him inside or whatever it is. So, we're taking advantage of the fact that dogs are very present-minded. So he's not going to relate to him coming to you to going inside because there was this play, there was this good stuff between. So it's going to take a little practice to start seeing things through your dog's eyes. I even struggle with this myself sometimes because, you know, I have a lot of dogs coming in my out of my house and they're only here for a week or so at a time. So there's no real training, but I do have to make sure they have a good association with certain things. So one of the house rules are, you know, we get to play outside, you know, with, you know, the dogs all play together outside, but inside they're not allowed to play. You know, inside it's rest time or maybe chew time, but not playing. And there's a lot of dogs that quickly learn this. So once we're outside, I all of a sudden have trouble getting them in. So I have to make a conscious effort and I have to remind myself that when I'm outside with the dog, you know, I'll call them to me and I'll play with them. I'll pet them, you know, I'll give them a little scratch and then I'll send them on their way. And I do that multiple times. So then when I do need to quickly get them inside, I know that they're going to come to me. I'm going to play with them a little bit and then I can bring them right inside when I need to. You know, so I have to make sure they have a good association with coming with to me. Otherwise, if, you know, every time we have to go inside, I call them to me, I bring them inside. Well, that happens like maybe twice. And then they're like, I'm not coming over to you. I know what's happened. I want to go chase that rabbit I saw in the back of the yard. It's just something to practice and to always, always keep in mind. We want to be doing these things every day. Okay, so the second thing I want you to do, or actually the second thing I want you never to do, is to never chase your dog. So chase is one of those fundamental games that dogs just love to play. If you watch two dogs playing, or if you go to the dog park, you always see a game of chase happening. Your dog has probably tried to play this with you. You know, they have a toy, or they're just, they're a little excited, they get down in that play stance, and they kind of bounce around, and then they run away from you. Well, what I'm going to ask you to do is never, ever play that game with him. I know it sounds mean, but you are allowed to have him chase you. In fact, I encourage you to teach him that game where, you know, you get him all excited and then you run in the other direction. So he's chasing you. So the reason we're doing this is so... If you, if you play that game where you're chasing him, you know, he has a toy or, you know, you're running around and chasing the yard. It is a fun game to play, I do admit. 
But you don't want him just to decide that you're going to play that game in the middle of the street after he just got off leash or got out of the yard. So if it's a game that he's just never played with you, then he's not going to think to play it in those times. But if he knows the game of chasing you, you can get him all riled up and run back to the front door. And hopefully that means he's following you and he's running back with you because he's like, oh, yeah, I know this game. We play this game all the time. In fact, if you haven't ever tried it, next time you call your dog to you, whether you're just saying his name or if you have the actual command, skip back a couple steps. Like, you know, hop back a couple steps as he's coming to you. You might actually notice him, like, pick up his speed because dogs, it's their instinct. They want to chase something that's moving away from them. So if you kind of move back a couple steps, you'll almost see them get, like, a little excited and come to you a little quicker. And that's a great tool and a great game to have in your back pocket when you need to get your dog off the street or back on his leash or, you know, away from the fence or or the unfriendly dog that might be walking down the street. So the last thing we're going to talk about before we get to the bonus that I have for you guys is something I want you to incorporate into his training. So when you're training him to sit, I want you to just grab his collar before you give him the treat. So it's just just a gentle grab. Just maybe, you know, slide your slide a couple fingers underneath and then give him the treat. There's a couple reasons for this. Related to what we've been talking about, when the time comes and you get him to come to you and sit, say, with the treat, he's not going to think twice about you reaching around and grabbing a hold of his collar. Because any of us who has that dog that will grab the treat and run or just sit out of arm's length from you, if we make it part of his training, then it's something that he expects so he doesn't think twice. But you just you just hold the collar and then let go. Hold the collar and then let go. Just so you have it, again, just have it in your back pocket when you need to grab a hold of that collar and hold on to it or get the leash on it or bring him inside, anything like that. A second reason why I like to, to have my clients do this is because it's actually common for a dog to kind of snip and kind of bite somebody who grabs his collar if he's not used to it. Because if you think about it, when two dogs fight, that's the first thing they do. They go for their neck. So you're kind of, it desensitizes them to it. So because what happens is, is we, we instinctually grab the collar. Strangers grab the collar. Think about it. If you saw a dog running around the street and you wanted to grab him for safety, whether you knew the dog or not, you're probably going to grab his collar because there's nothing else on them to grab. So it's instinctual that we grab it. And you, so you want to get your dog used to that, that that's an okay thing, that that's safe, that you're, he's getting a treat when somebody's touching his collar. So I like when you teach your dog to sit, you you know, you grab the collar. It doesn't have to be every time, but enough where he's used to it and he's being desensitized to it. So when it does happen, he doesn't get defensive. Okay, so it's just it's an added bonus to to training him that way. So we can grab the collar if we need to hold hold on to him and it desensitizes it desensitizes him to it. So one day when he's a little nervous, a little scared, maybe he won't get defensive when somebody tries to do that. Okay, so just to recap, we talked about to never call your dog to you to punish him. So anything that your dog's going to see as negative, you go to him. You don't you don't call him to you. And when you do call him to you, you make a big deal. You, you throw a party, you play with him, you make a treat. So you are like the best party out there that every single time he comes to you, it's a good thing. And then we're going to never, ever chase our dog. We're going to play the game where he chases you, but we're never going to play the game where you chase him. And if you've already played that game a few times, that's okay. We're just going to stop playing that game and change it into him chasing you. So he doesn't 
decide to play that game when it's an emergency situation because he's not going to know the difference. He's going to be like, oh, you're chasing me? That's fun. Let me run down the middle of the street. Oh, you're still following me? Oh, this is so much fun. We play this game all the time. And then also we're going to work into his training where we, we grab a hold of his collar before we give him a treat, say when we're teaching him sit or down or something like that. So for the very last thing I have for you, I'm very excited because it's something that I love to teach all of my clients. It's my favorite game to play with your dog. I call it Rover Round Robin. So the general idea is that you have family and friends participating and you're going to have the dog running to each person in turn. So you're going to So you see how you're going to be working on getting the dog to run to you and have it be fun and exciting. And since he's running back and forth to everybody, the dog's getting tired out. Plus, there's different ways to modify the game to teach him additional skills. I put the details of it in a bonus for you. So it's a PDF. You can request it right on the show notes. Playtimepause.com forward slash episode four. So it's the number four. Playtimepause dot com forward slash episode four. You re- can request this. So I give you step-by-step instructions on how to play the game, how to teach the game to your dog. So you learn the basics. And then once your dog learns the basics, once you learn the basics and your dog does, then I give you different options on how to up the challenge. So this is something you can either, you know, keep right on your computer or maybe print it out and keep it on the fridge and keep going back to it because there's all different ways to play this game. You can teach them. You can start to teach the dog everybody's name. You can turn it into a game of hide and seek. Really, the possibilities are endless. I give you a whole bunch, but you can make up your own. In fact, if you do play this game and you think of your own versions of it, I would love to hear about it. If you go to the show notes, the same place I just I just mentioned, the playtimepause.com forward slash episode four, you can leave a comment and tell us how you made the game your own. I even give you some options if, say, it's just you and your dog. There's different ways to play to play this game. So you're going to have him running back and forth to all the family members. So you're teaching him to come to you, and it's fun, and it's exciting, and you're going to be tiring your dog out, and the whole family gets to play. Like it To me, it's like a win-win-win. All right? So that is all I have for you guys today. Thank you for sticking with me, and I will see you soon. Bye for now. Thank you for listening to your new puppies podcast. Learn more about us at playtimepause.com. Hello, Debbie here. I just wanted to pop back in to let you know about my brand new four-week puppy course. So if you're thinking about getting a puppy, or maybe you already have one. This is my new four-week course where I go over all the stuff that you need to get through puppyhood. So it's a lot of stuff that I talk about on the podcast, but I go into greater detail. And throughout the course, you have direct access to me to answer all of your questions. And there's even an option for a one-on-one training video session with me throughout the course. So if you're interested, you can head over to playtimepause.com forward slash puppy, and I hope to see you over there. Bye for now.